My handle is Jonathan Blade. Welcome to my podcast. So we just had a Black Friday, and for Black Friday I bought myself the Samsung Galaxy Tab S6 Lite. Now, the reason that I wanted a tablet, I've had several, but I want to use Android as my primary home operating system over Windows. That's functionally my biggest reason, and I've had a lot of tablets, and none of them have been decent. I guess some of them have been okay, but not good enough to use as my primary machine. So I got that with this intention. In having this tablet, I had to make sure that it did certain things beforehand. So we're looking at the tablet being able to work with these specific peripherals. My microphone, external storage, a mouse and keyboard, and a USB game controller. There was another thing that I absolutely wanted it to do, and even though the Tab S6 Lite is a fantastic piece of equipment, Samsung makes fantastic equipment, it didn't do that one thing, which is to connect to an external display over HDMI. Fortunately, I remembered that for Windows and any Android device, you can actually mirror the desktop of that device to Chromecast, and I have several Chromecasts, so I have a Chromecast connected to the monitor that I use for PC stuff, instant desktop size display. With that said, let's look at some productivity. The way that productivity works on Android is amenable to the way that I work. I don't like to have a thousand things open at one time because I don't think in that fashion. So on Android you can work in two apps side by side, varying the size of the window, or top and bottom varying the size of the window, with a third floating app. And then of course have things playing in the background, music, whatever. But this works for me. And for tablet Android, even on the Samsung devices, certain apps that have not been modified to work well in a tablet environment, mostly social media apps. And for those apps, what I've discovered is that you can just use the website. Instagram works way better as the website. Twitter works way better from the website. And with Chrome, you can actually bookmark those websites and save hot links to those websites as desktop apps. And using them as applications through Chrome actually offers more functionality than the Android application that is served up through the Play Store. And then, of course, the modern situation of web conferencing, web calls, as you can't be in direct contact with family and friends. And this tablet has a very nice front-facing camera. The rear camera's there, too, but it's not really important for anything that I would do with it. I probably will never use the rear-facing camera, but the front-facing camera is very nice. The microphones to pick up audio for those calls are very nice. It's actually much better than my existing laptop as far as cameras and microphone. I will probably use this under those circumstances. The included S Pen Smart Stylus is a great boom. It does so much, and what I found is that the S Pen is actually a superior pointer for this use case than a mouse. So you want to use a keyboard with the S Pen and you're going to have a superior experience. My handwriting is not great, but it transcribed it perfectly. Uh, and then of course there is the drawing angle, the artistic capabilities of this stylus and basically any drawing software, it's unlimited. Now I'm not an artist, 
so I'm not going to embarrass myself by showing you the practice sketch that I did. Let's just move on to why I got this USB controller. Emulators! This one's nifty. This is the PlayStation Remote Play. It allows you to play your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 on an Android device, Windows, Mac, iOS, basically any operating system can now access your your PlayStation Home console remotely. It is pretty awesome and I love using this function, but it only works with the DualShock controller. So Fortunately, there's a developer that has taken this application and gussied it up a little bit. And so, in his application, which is called PS Play, he's extended the functionality. He has increased the functionality, allowing the Remote Play application, or in this case PS Play, to work on your PlayStation 4 or PlayStation 5 with third-party controllers. It's awesome. So your mileage may vary, but what I've found, and what I already knew because I've been using Android at the kind of advanced level for years, is that Android can do almost everything that I needed to do. Even for prosumer stuff, and I'm not on that prosumer level, I'm more of um, an enthusiast, but for enthusiast stuff, Android can handle the weight. Uh, I use three editing applications, I use more than that, but three main editing applications. I use PowerDirector for mobile video editing, and PowerDirector has gotten very powerful over the course of time. It's not at the LumaFusion level. There's some things that LumaFusion can do where you can import LUTs and fonts and uh, things of that nature, and you can export your workflow so that it can be used externally. And I think that if you sign into PowerDirector, you can actually do that with desktop PowerDirector and mobile PowerDirector. I use both, and I've never tried that, but I believe that's a thing. Uh, another one, PixArt. I use it for layered photo editing. So when I make a thumbnail for something like this, or something like uh, my podcast, I do that in PixArt, and there's some other applications that are involved in that process. But PixArt is the big daddy application for dramatic layered photo editing. And then the third tier media editing, of course, is audio for things like my podcast and this. And for that, I use Lexus Audio Editor. Now, Lexus is a single track editor, but in that single track, it gives you pretty much all of the functions that you would use in that capacity. And then you can actually import tracks on top of the existing single track for layered audio, but since it doesn't let you edit it in multiple timelines, I don't use that function. I do something. So it's not ideal, but it works fine for me. And so with that said, you'd think, hey, that must cover everything. And it doesn't. It doesn't, because Android is almost completely there. It's there for 29 days out of the month. But then there's those extra two days when you need an actual desktop to accomplish your task. And it's not usually about functionality for me, because like I said, I'm an enthusiast as opposed to a prosumer or a professional in those categories. But there are things that a desktop operating system can do that a mobile operating system is not because a mobile operating system is made for efficiency. I'm thinking about instances of process or applications like I can have 10 instances of a given application open on a desktop operating system all doing different things open side by side gobbling up RAM 
Probably not the ideal way to do anything, but it is a thing that is done. You can't do that on Android. On iOS, you can actually open side-by-side -side instances of Safari as a new feature, and I'm sure that is super useful. I do like the sound of that. I guess on Android, you could open up multiple browsers side-by-side -side if you need to do that, but I can't open up multiple instances of the same application, and I can't have multiple instances of the same process running. So I do a lot of moving files around, and so if I start that process of moving files in one application, I can't start then moving files to another place or moving files to the same place or moving files from that place back to the original place until that process that I just started is done. Very focused. Also, uh, although you can connect to external storage, so I bought this sweet Vava 7-in-1 dock, which I found out after the fact is a highly rated, super inexpensive dock. But with the Vava dock connected, Android will see up to three primary sources of storage. It'll see the onboard storage, it'll see the SD card that is in the Tab S6 Lite, it'll see the SD card that is in the Tab S6 Lite, it will see one storage device connected through the dock, and all of those are primary storages, so you can actively do things from those storage sources. Like if I wanted to watch a movie on that third storage source, I could. I could play a movie off of that source. But if you connect any other pieces of storage, it will see one of those extra pieces of storage as secondary storage, meaning that you can move files to that storage or take files from that storage, but you can't actively do anything else on that storage. And then anything else that's connected, Android won't see. It'll only see basically four storage, up to four storage sources. Three primary, one secondary. And that's a limitation. It's not a limitation that you would run into normally or even be concerned with, but it is a thing I noticed. It probably won't affect my workflow. The way I work with uh, any computer uh, is not necessarily going to be that at any given time. I might run into that situation six times a year. And I still have Windows there, but I don't have to deal with Windows until I do need those circumstances. So, yes, Android can definitely function as my primary operating system because the silicon is purpose-built. This block on the SOC is focused towards this task, and this block is focused towards this task. It does the things that I need it to do very quickly, and I love it. So, yeah, this actually worked out well, and I'd like to mention the things that I got for this tablet just to button it up. So I got the aforementioned Vava 7-in-1 dot. And I also got the iPega 9167, I believe, is the SKU. It's a Bluetooth controller that you can dock your tablet or phone into, making it look kind of like a um, switch. So you can dock your phone or tablet into the iPega 9167, making it look like a Nintendo Switch. Uh, it works really well. Of all the little extra things I've purchased, the thing that I'm... I was going to say it was the thing I was most happy with, but it's not. They're all great. Uh, that was the most expensive one, though, but well worth it. It works really well. I, of course, got a screen protector, a tempered glass screen protector from uh, Apiker. Uh, unspecial, just it's a pack of two tempered glass screen protectors. I would not suggest getting a modern, decent tablet and not putting a tempered glass screen protector on it. That's what happened to my last tablet. Uh, just a, not even a high edge fall shattered the screen. I still used it, but the screen was unpleasant to look at sometimes. I of course also bought 
and this is important, Samsung and Apple sell cases for their devices. And if you buy those cases, you are probably going to be out a hundo, 80 bucks. They're way too expensive for what they are. I had an old Nook HD Plus as not my last tablet, but the last tablet I was like, oh, this is really nice. And I bought the Nook HD Plus, the official Barnes & Noble case slash stand for that. And that thing was incredibly expensive. It was on sale, which is why I bought it. And it was still super expensive and not nicer than the Fenty case that I got for this Tab S6 Lite. And the Tab S6 Lite's Fenty case is actually more protective than the thing that I got for my Barnes & Noble tablet back in the day. Because it has thick clips on the corners, which saves your, your tablet from a corner drop, basically, which will shatter your screen. And it's a nice looking stand. Of course, it will stand it in two positions, either kind of laying flatter or standing straight up. It's great. And then the last thing that I purchased was actually the Vava 7-in-1 dock. As I said, really nice piece of hardware and something that I didn't purchase, but I do have a few Bluetooth keyboards here and I thought about getting a new one, but my favorite keyboard that I have, and I have lots of keyboards around, Relic keyboard from the early Bluetooth era, from the HP touchpad, they came out with a Bluetooth keyboard for that device, which was basically a super heavy iPad. It ran WebOS, which was a great operating system, but the, the build quality was fantastic, but the thing weighed like three pounds, it was a brick. But they released a keyboard for that device, and that's the keyboard that I use on my computer, and now on the tablet, wonderful typing experience. It's not even like a huge keyboard, so you would think it'd be cramped or whatever, but it just feels good to type on. Uh, it's elevated at the appropriate angle. It's great. Uh, and that's the keyboard that I'm using now. So I didn't have to buy a new keyboard, but get yourself or find yourself a decent Bluetooth keyboard to use with your tablet. And don't just buy a keyboard case without knowing if the keyboard's decent or not. I have the keyboard from a keyboard case. It's very portable. It's flat, like a piece of paper, but it's not a pleasure to type on. Nothing but mistakes when I use that. I was actually going to carry that with this tablet, but the HP touchpad keyboard is so much nicer that there's no use. And so yeah, put this all together and I have a new primary computing device. So welcome me to the modern age and thanks for listening. <laughs>